1: you mm-hmm.
0: To American Godcast, we are gods, so we have a podcast. Naturally, makes sense. <laughs> really getting uh, it, yeah. You're you're just nailing that one, Pete. I- I'm Alex, by the way. I'm Justin. I'm Pete, and this is a podcast uh, talking about the latest episode of American Gods, the show on stars, the adaptation of Neil Gaiman's novel. Um and Pete you're trying to destroy our podcast. You are uh one of the old podcasters and Justin and I are new podcasters and clearly you don't agree with the way that we're doing things. Is that what's going on here? Uh, yeah, that's exactly correct. It's wow, you really picked up on that. I sure did, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so we're going to be talking about the third episode of American Gods. I think just to recap and correct me if I'm wrong, but we really have liked the show so far. Visually, it's spectacular. The performances are great. We thought the second episode was even better than the first one. What do you guys think about the third episode? Because uh, I, sh- I'm oh sorry, you should
2: mention we're we're skyping in
0: here. Oh yes, we are skyping in here. Hence. <laughs> Any sort of Skype-related shenanigans that happen with the audio—that um, was pretty correct. cool, right, guys? Ooh, technical let's give a boy. shout out to Skype. Hashtag
3: Skype Life.
0: <laughs> They're actually—they uh, don't do it this episode, but episode four they introduce the God of Skype. Oh man, that's going to be fun. I bet you can't quite hear him very well, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's—it's it's surprisingly difficult to record audio podcasts over him. Yeah. He's a problem. Yes. But let's actually talk about the episode. What did you guys think about it in total? I I will just briefly say that I thought there was some really good character stuff in here. But this, to me, was the most disjointed episode so far. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. Yeah. I mean,
3: I I agree with that. It it definitely was like a bunch of different stuff. But I got to say, I love this show. Uh, I think this show is uh, it's such a confident show. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah. hey, we're doing this story, but also we're going to tell this um, sort of uh, sweet yet terrifying love story between a dude and a, his cab driver.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, this show. I love this show. Uh, I could use with less shots of people's cocks, but other than that, I feel like uh, it's it's a. R- Every episode, I'm like, "Oh man, what's going to happen?" I, I really love what they're doing as far show wise and story wise. It's uh, it's really because you don't know what you're going to get. Every episode starts with a different thing and like has a kind of a yeah. little bit of a different tone to it. Uh, but I do like the fact that we're kind of s- settling into uh, Shadow here and like his grasp on the reality of this new world. Can I'm surprised
3: I, to hear you say that, Pete, because the name of the show is American Cox.
0: <laughs> I, I did want to talk and about it. And this is it, the American Cockcast. Yes, so it is. That's why we cover the uh, piece. Can we keep uh, talking about the cocks for a second? Because I think... Oh. <laughs> I'm I think, sorry I brought it up. Never apologize for that, Pete. Never. I, here, Here's the thing. In Prestige TV has had a gender disparity for a very long time. I know you don't like talking about Game of Thrones, Pete, but it's most prominently come up there where there's a ridiculous amount of female nudity, uh, full frontal female nudity, and not so for the men. When you get it, it's very fleeting and quick. And here... And flaccid. Yeah, flaccid. Here, it's not. It's even. And I I think that's kind of great. Is my personal preference to see a lot of cocks? Probably not. But in terms of the
2: television I show. I like how you said probably to keep it open a little bit. I mean, I, keep it open. Yeah, way to be like, you know what? Yeah. yeah. yeah Maybe I, I'm I into mind, it. Maybe I'm not. I want to I have options. It
3: because I, see, I see one cock all day long. So I'm
2: uh,
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll <I'm> take <laughs> a step back. All day long? All yeah, day?
3: All, all day long. <laughs> yeah, wow. nice. what, do you, what do you
0: do for a job again?
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I work from home. Um, <laughs> a lot of homework. Yeah, so. oh, I guess so. Yeah, uh, and- but honestly, though, there's there's like real storytelling reasons for mm. all of these weeds. So this is true. And it,
0: it, is that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I, and the, the ones dick-tick. we've seen, yeah, the ones the we've dick-tick. seen so far have all had, they've had. There's different reactions you get to them. It's not from the heterosexual male, oh, gross, a male cock (laughs) reaction. It's uh, Sorry, you were probably about to say this, Justin, but the dick pic last episode was funny. Very funny. Yeah, and then Uh, the guy floating in space, also funny. And then this episode... That was funny. Uh, This episode, defend the cock in this episode. uh, It's very impressive, first of all. And then (laughs) second of all... It's him totally revealing himself to this other man. It's him showing himself off in literally all of his glory. And that's his character. The We're jumping ahead. By the way, just really quickly, To if you, in case you didn't watch the episode for whatever reason, um, there's one of these side stories happens where a man is selling uh, tchotchkes, knickknacks, is having a terrible time of it, ends up getting in a cab, and the cab... Is driven by what we might call a genie, but some other cultures might call gin. it a, yeah, djinn or an angel or something like that. Um, and uh, they they hook up, they have sex, and essentially, as far as I took away from it, the genie's power transfers to this man along with his cab, which is very nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when I mean, was the last
3: time you had sex so good that you got a job out
0: of it? Um, that's well, a personal I don't know. question I, It's yeah. actually interesting, uh, you guys remember how we started this podcast, right? That's right, that's Uh-oh. right. Uh-oh. You had Uh-oh. sex
3: with that genie And your one wish was to have a podcast With two other dudes Yep uh, yeah. hey, sir, oh, Alex, he's... sir, have a wish Or two or three I, <laughs> You ain't I, never I... had a cock like me
0: <laughs> Oh man I just want to say, Uh-oh. so far this has been a real Uh-oh. Monkey's paw situation
2: Yeah <laughs> I, I mean, I, I did appreciate the beauty of the fact that they were the getting beauty. together Oh, okay. And, and how they shot it. And I thought it was all lovely. Uh, I was just like, you know, I was just thinking, like, oh, it would be nice to go on an episode without seeing somebody's dong. But, I mean, I understand artistically why it was shown and that kind of stuff. But, I mean, can we go one episode? I don't know. I mean, you know, it would are- be nice just to break the trend at this point.
3: Like I said, those are plot penises, and if if the plot needs a, a peen, then I would say keep them rolling. Yeah. Uh, and I, like you said, Pete, that like that was a cool scene when uh, they sort of flashed to the the gin perspective with all the flame and whatnot. It was it was cool. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was very powerful and and, and well done. I really liked it. Uh, I I just was like, I just made me think like, oh man, it, do is it gonna be every episode? Maybe. It seems like sex in this show is
3: all about, like, taking you to, like, some God places. Gods like to bone. Yeah, um, I guess so. In this universe. I didn't really notice uh, know
2: that about gods,
3: but now I do. Well, you know, all the boring Bible gods don't like to fuck around, but
0: every other culture, that's, like, the whole thing. Really? Uh, I mean, the uh, New Testament god totally boned a virgin. Yeah, but it's, like, no
3: one, it's very few and far between. When, like, So many other, uh, like, cultural myths are like, so the god's having sex with this person, and he's an animal. Right. (laughs) It's like,
0: whoa! Uh, Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, actually, for some reason, that Zeus was like, hey, I'm a sexy swan. Why don't you have sex with me? And the girl was like, I guess so. That sounds fine. Yeah. Anyway. uh, You were thinking
2: about that the other day?
0: Yeah, I saw a swan, and I was thinking about it. Oh, okay. The swan, swan was trying to have sex with you, and you were like, I mean, you it's a sl- arguable sl- whether the swan was trying to have sex with me or I was trying to have sex with the swan, but either way, oh. your point is taken. It's uh, a
2: very I would- sexually charged episode of the American <laughs> God I would like to take a step back here a little bit. I was surprised because I've always, well, the first two episodes, like the first kind of... Uh, scene has always been kind of like the most powerful. And I was surprised that they switched it up in this one where I felt like the gin thing should have been first. And then the uh, lady in the kitchen should have been second. Interesting. Um, I was, I really liked the uh, lady in the kitchen. I thought it was really powerful and really cool, uh, especially with like the feather and the heart and the cat and all that kind of stuff. Like that was really amazing. But I don't know. I just felt like it, to me, it felt like a second scene mm. instead of a first. So this this is not exactly jumping ahead to our,
0: our viewer mail section, but on our regular live show, uh, which we do in New York every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., and it's totally free and you should definitely come, There, somebody asked us what we felt was lost in translation from the book to the show. And I felt like when we answered the question, we didn't really have a good answer necessarily. But uh, among all of us, like I was definitely struggling to think about what was necessarily lost, but it crystallized for me in that scene at the beginning of the episode, what we are missing and what we're missing is the murkiness of the idea of whether they are gods or not. That when you're Um, reading the book and Justin, correct me, I'm wrong. Maybe I'm remembering it incorrectly, but it's definitely up in the air, even for these story sections whether any of this is real for a good long while. You know, that somebody is telling these stories and you're reading these stories about uh people sacrificing to a god and maybe there's wind or maybe there's not, and the Anansi story definitely doesn't play out the same way. Um I do remember this one as well. I definitely remember the cab driver one. And the same thing. It seems like there's stories that somebody's writing down and so it walks that line for a good long while. Here mm-hmm from the first episode of the show, it's pretty clear gods are real and they live in America. You know, there's no two ways yeah, I mean, about it. I do
3: think that's just the natural translation to the visual where it's, it would be mm-hmm. hard for them to show a lot of what we've seen and have it be like ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. cause how, how would you do it unless it was truly like from the perspective of the person witnessing it. And then it's, it just throws everything in sus- into suspicion. Mm-hmm. I do yeah. think though, they've flipped it a little bit where the, the intros and the like cutaways, like the, the Jin episode, the Jin scene, uh, do feel like gods. But I think the shadow side has taken on much more of like, is this real or is this not? Cause mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was really interesting in this episode, their conversation. Like, Hey man, I don't know. Believe it if you want, but doesn't it make
2: more sense to believe it mm-hmm. at this but, point? I think that's interesting point because like, to me, I would like to be flip-flopping with Moon because the, in the show, because we visually see these things and it's clear that they're god, where if I was reading it, I might be more aligned uh, uh, with the main character and be like, oh, I don't know if, this is, if they're gods. But it seems so clear in the TV show that you're kind of almost like, come on, man, catch up to us. And you're almost right. a little upset at the main character.
0: Well, let's uh, talk about the main plot of the episode because a bunch of stuff goes on with Shadow Moon throughout the show. Uh, We pick up in Chicago where he's at Chernobog's apartment with uh, Chernobog's three sisters, daughters, wives. we finally
2: get to see the third one, which I was very happy about. We do.
0: Uh, He, in the middle of the night, goes up on the roof. We meet the sister who has been sleeping all along, and she steals a kiss from him in exchange for the moon. Which sounds like a corny song, but actually happens. What did you guys think about this scene? <laughs> I liked it. It reminded me a lot of uh, another Neil Gaiman
3: uh, book and movie, Stardust. Mm-hmm. Uh, very fairy tale esque. Um, it was cool. This to me felt like uh, Shadow was less skeptical. So I liked that. Yeah. That mm-hmm. um, he was like playing along with a situation and sort of starting to come and realize, like, oh, wait, another coin. What's with these coins? There's something. There's a pattern here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really liked it, too. It was a softer side to him. And, uh, yeah, and I thought, the, again, the casting was amazing. I really liked the third sister and how she seemed a little bit more light and playful than the other two, which was nice. Young and good-looking, not old. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that doesn't matter. I just I feel like it doesn't matter, Pete. No, I I felt like it was a. How uh, would you a, How would you have felt if you got to see her cock? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that, uh, but I feel like uh, it was one of those things where it was like a. It really felt like a family, like a dynamic, like the three different sisters and their personalities, and also the way that they have like different sleep patterns, and like she takes. We got to see her on her shift and uh kind of what she does uh yeah i thought it was really well done and i loved all the star stuff uh and that also kind of tied back into the first shot uh where the you know they went up the staircase and they were no longer in queens and kind of had that big sky shot that was really cool yeah, yeah. and
3: i used to live in the building with the desert on the roof in oh queens. yeah Crazy! Oh, that's nice. wicked. Party. Choose. Don't choose the wrong door.
0: Now, something Shit. that I could be wrong about this, but I remember from the book: uh, when he goes up on the roof, she doesn't steal a kiss from him. They actually have sex on the roof, like it's a sex scene. And he wakes up, his pants all sticky and whatever. In the uh, description, the reason I bring this up is not to be like, "Yeah, we needed another sex scene," but I thought it was an interesting change. And I was wondering why you guys think they did not have Shadow have sex with her on the roof. Uh,
2: Yeah, that was interesting. I was surprised. I was like, really? Just one kiss and you get the moon? I was really surprised by that exchange. I felt like, I was like, I feel like she would have wanted more. But then when she said, I'm a virgin, I was like, oh, I guess Mm -hmm. that makes a little bit more sense. And uh,
3: I mean, it was it was definitely a sweeter and more innocent scene. And I feel like in the run of the show, we've seen the God, like I was saying, the gods obsessed with uh, sex and being sort of cruel Mm -hmm. uh, to a lot of the humans. So it felt like uh, this situation was a way of drawing shadow into the this world a little bit more. Mm-hmm. without it being super
0: aggressive. Yeah, I like that. I also felt like by the end of the episode, and this is skipping ahead to the last scene, that it keeps the relationship between Shadow and Laura much more focused versus yeah. having him just, like, boning whoever on a roof. But- yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, So, yeah, that was a great scene. Uh, And then it also gives him the courage to go down and talk to Chernobog. And Chernobog, again, if you don't remember from the last episode, they had a heated checkers game, which Chernobog won, which allows Chernobog to kill Shadow Moon with a hammer, hit him in the head and kill him with a hammer. Uh, But Shadow makes another deal with him and says, let's play one more game. And if I win this game, you come with Mr. Wednesday to Wisconsin, whatever's going to happen in Wisconsin. And then also you get a second, you get a second hit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I lose, you get a second hit. Well, I mean, which was cool. So, uh,
3: he, he's playing on how the gods are, the old gods are weak right Mm -hmm. now. Like Mr. Mm -hmm. Wednesday talks about this a lot where it's like, Oh, with, uh, with one of the sisters, like, Oh, you're, you should be a queen. You should be worshiped. Yeah. Uh, and they're talking about being old and tired. And it feels like shadow somehow intuits this. And he says, maybe you're not quite the uh, master of slaughter that you used to be. You're going to need two hits on me to kill me. Mm-hmm. Need to play again. And it, and it works.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I also thought it was cool that like, because if the first time they played checkers really was just kind of like a nonchalant loss that I'm glad he was like, okay, I've, uh, I'm going to play you again. And this time, as he's playing, he has that line of like, you're playing this same way, which I'm like, all right, great. This is kind of a cool way to root for our hero where he's not just, it's not just all dumb luck. Like, he's actually smarter uh, than he seems sometimes, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, I yeah. think a lot of what we got from this
0: episode was Shadow still doesn't necessarily believe what's going on, but he is mm-hmm. figuring out how to play the game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The game yes. of checkers. Yes, that's exactly what I meant. No other games. So, uh, and Connect Four, obviously.
2: <laughs> you were gonna
0: say something, I, Pete?
2: Yeah, I have. I had a question. I mean, this might be jumping ahead a little bit, so maybe I'll wait. But uh, cut me off if if you don't want to talk about this yet. <laughs> but the um, oh, I man, was you're li- really asking for it, Pete? Yeah. I mean, I was happy that it got the moon and it was like a coin, right? But then I immediately thought of the. Uh, the you know lucky charms leprechaun guy. Uh, and then when he kind of lost his power and then was like giving back my coin, I was worried he was talking about the moon. Were you guys mm-hmm. did anybody else think that? or no, so uh, I, mm,
0: so somebody chastised me about uh, giving out too many spoilers on this podcast, so I'm a little worried oh, now man. about saying what I know from the book, but I th- well you can th- just say what happened. Yeah, so there are two different
2: coins. Yeah, Uh, I forgot about that for a little bit because she was like, protect this at all costs, and I thought that would come up sooner, but... Right, no, he
0: still has that moon coin by the end of the episode. Um, There's another coin that Matt Sweeney had plucked out of thin air. Um, Clearly, he didn't mean to give that to Shadow, and that's the coin that Shadow had thrown on Laura's grave, where Mad Sweeney, and we are jumping around a little bit, we should probably talk about the Mad Sweeney stuff in this episode because I thought it was great. Uh, yeah. At the end, Mad Sweeney goes to dig up Laura's grave and finds a coin-shaped hole in her coffin. Uh, so you can probably put together a few threads there, I think.
3: Well, I mean, and also, you see, it's not a spoiler to say, when Shadow drops the coin on her grave, it sinks into the earth. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, the, the telescope... Uh, sister from this episode called that the Sun Coin. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. right. And she moves. just, and she did say you had the protection of that. Now you have the protection of this other coin. So, yeah, again, stuff yeah. is going on hold, with coins.
2: I'm but saying the, hold on to coins, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it come. was just so weird how he was pulling all these different coins out and there was no, like, ooh, this is a special one which i guess makes sense why he accidentally gave that to you know moon but it was just weird that like he had a pocket full of them but none of those coins were good enough but the one that was it just the fact that it looked exactly like the others to me was a little confusing i guess well, leprechauns are bad with money yep as we know yeah uh, i also appreciate the fact that you're calling shadow
0: moon by his last name pete yeah, very well, formal. I'm to be
2: formal until we get to know each other a little bit better you know yeah that yeah. totally makes sense let's talk i mean know. i haven't seen his cock yet so i i feel <laughs> like i should be more formal keep your fingers crossed pete <laughs> oh, it's man. coming yeah. uh don't say that yeah i honestly
0: did not feel comfortable calling you guys by your first names until well you know oh man
3: fortunately no. it happened real fast
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh first show first show The old uh, vaudeville thing. Always show your ween. (laughs) Let's talk about Mad Sweeney. So Mad Sweeney has lost his luck because he gave his coin up to... Uh, Shadow Moon. Uh, he's traveling across the country. Bad stuff is happening not exactly to him, but certainly to other people around him. Um, we briefly... I, I was so bubbed about this, but it was such a great scene. He meets up with Scott Thompson from Yeah, Cason that Hall, was a cool cameo. Who was yeah. also on Hannibal, so back in the Brian Fuller fold. Uh, and his character was great. I was sad to see him go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree, but that scene was awesome. The, all the The whole run of
3: of the leprechaun realizing that he lost his luck was super funny, uh, really beautifully shot. Like it was great.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and it's that's that's a that's horrible a, way to go, man. Oh
0: yeah. It's very final destination. It, yeah. uh, it also sets up some good stuff down the road, which I think is great. Like Mad Sweeney did not make much of an impact in the first episode. Like he kind of showed up, beat up shadow moon a bunch. And that was pretty much it. But here, Now he has a very specific antagonistic relationship with Shadow. He uh, wants something. We know that the coin ties into Laura somehow, so he's going to want that as well. So there's a lot of stuff being laid for down the line. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Cool. Uh, We should probably talk about the bank robbery next. So that's the next thing that happens after they leave Chernobog. Uh, Mr. Wednesday says, we're going to rob a bank. And Shadow initially doesn't want to do it. And then he immediately jumps right into it and helps out in the most awesome way. How would you guys feel about this scene? This was fun.
3: Uh, Just buddies hanging out, being scamps. Um, I I don't know. Shadow sounded like Han Solo in uh, Star Wars when he's talking to the uh, (laughs) – when they're uh, breaking layout. And he's like, it's fine. Everything's fine here. It's just fine. Luke, we yeah. got company. Shadow was like,
2: Yes, I am security man. I think it, this is cool. I did I did really appreciate the way it was shot and the way they piecemealed information about how it was going down because it was like it was fun to be like, How are they gonna pull this off? And uh yeah, I just I liked how they cased the joint first, and then went over the copy place and started talking about all the different Jesuses. I, yeah, I really it was cool. Uh, I liked the slow reveal of all the information that you kind of knew how it was going down before it went down, but didn't. And uh, it was great. By the time the like phone call happens, uh, everybody's on board. And it's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, the, the only thing that made me a little hesitant, and the, again, this is from the book perspective, but when the book came out, There were no cell phones, and ATMs were super new, and nobody was really familiar with them in the way that they are now. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not a con man, so I don't know how well a con is going to work now or how you'd have to change it or anything like that. And I think it worked perfectly fine in the show, but reading about it in the book, it – makes a lot more sense why that con would work so well. Just people being confused about, oh, okay, so this ATM isn't working, so I can just leave my money with you, and that there's mm-hmm. nobody that they can call and get on the phone. There's no 24-hour helpline with the bank or anything like that. Or 50 more ATMs, like, yeah. very
3: close. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I sort of agree with you. It was, uh, it didn't make a ton of sense what the the scam was in the modern age. I mean, they had the convenient thing of Mister Wednesday hating cell phones Mm -hmm. uh, in the uh, last episode, so they covered their tracks for as far as the payphone goes.
2: Yeah, I just felt like it was uh, because they're right in front of the bank, and people wouldn't question it as much. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would bring my money in the bank. Yeah, I I would too, but at the same time, like you would—I don't know if I would think like somebody's robbing me out, like right. In front of the bank, you know. I thought it was well done. I didn't think yeah. like, well, that's uh, okay, Pete,
3: Well, let me tell you that your bank ATM is broken, so you can just bring your money to me. <laughs> yeah, and I'll definitely bank
0: If that. you were in front of a bank, I might fall for that, but you're not. The if if i again, if I remember it correctly from the book, I think the idea is the snow shuts down the bank, and that's why people have to use the ATM as they can't deposit it inside the bank because it's closed. Right, I think. That um, makes sense. Yeah.
3: Uh, well, that touches on sort of a, a major plot point for Shadow and Mr. Wednesday. Mr. Wednesday is like, make it snow. And Shadow, and then Shadow thinks about it, and then it snows.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and- he stares at marshmallows, which I think really helped. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that definitely uh, helped. Uh, that's something that he did in the first episode as well, when the rain outside of the thunder was reflecting his mood. Uh, and he talked about smelling something coming in the weather. I, I think that's the way that he described it in the first episode. So clearly there's something going on between him and the weather, I think.
3: Do we well, just you, look- have, you also have this sister uh, t- saying to Mr. Wednesday that she smells him in the weather. hmm So I guess my question is, is Mr. Wednesday making it snow or is Shadow making it snow?
2: Mm-hmm. Or is it both of them together?
3: I mean, is he he conning him, or is he trying to harness his power?
0: uh, I plead the fifth on that. Nice.
2: Um, I mean, it seems like it's it's uh, you know Mr. Moon, and then uh, (laughs) you know uh, Wednesday's
0: Elvin. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I mean, either way, now they have enough money at least to make it rain. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's right. Yep. So Shadow, I want you to make it rain, but I can't. No, no. Throw those dollar dollar bills in the air.
0: Yeah. So end of the episode. We talked about this a little bit before, but Laura shows up in Shadow's hotel room. What do you think is going to happen next? Where is this going? What does she have to tell him? Uh, yeah. I mean, first thing she better
2: the say answer. is like, "Sorry for sucking your best friend's cock." And cheating
3: you on think you think that's the first thing she's gonna say? What about like, hey, remember when I died?
2: No, dude, I don't wanna hear about that. First thing out of, out of your mouth better be I'm sorry that I cheated on you. The first thing out of her mouth. Yeah, sorry. So so Pete, if your wife
0: died right. and then a couple of weeks later showed up in your hotel room, right? The first thing you'd want to know about is her cheating, not how she came back to life? That's correct. You'd be um, like, "Why did you? do Why did you have it, sex with my best friend, Justin?"
2: Oh, damn. first <laughs> off, that I don't. Want, oh God, stop! That is you're really tormenting me here. Uh, yeah, I just I because you're like you're dead to me after you cheated on me. So for me to accept you alive, I gotta know why you did that. So then I can hear your story because I don't give a shit why you're alive or whatever, because you cheated on me. You're dead to me. So like first you have to address the important thing and then we can get to how the fuck you're standing there.
3: Uh, that is very, very
0: strange.
2: Hmm. Oh, Alright, well, we're gonna move on
0: to our next section, which is Godmail, or Gmail for short, where you guys send in your questions. You can hit us up on Twitter at comic book live or send in your questions or comments if you want. Comments are fine too, things you're thinking about the show, to Comic Book Club Live at gmail.com. Adam Mann says, Episode two of American Gods only further makes me think Shadow is a new god and doesn't know it. Now, we were kind of Ooh. just talking about this, but uh, that's a very specific wording from Adam, uh, the new god versus the old god. Uh, what do you guys think about that?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it makes I, a lot of sense. Yeah, it definitely does, especially because uh, it seems like, especially in this newest episode, that maybe he does have powers as well. Uh, so that would be cool, too, if he is a god.
0: Yeah, I mean, I... the. Th- Thing though is, I don't think just based on what we've seen that he would be a new god, because the new gods are focused on newer things. You know, we have Media, who is goddess of television. We have the Technical Boy, who just god of technology, or maybe VR or something like that. And I'm sure there's a couple more to come. So if if Shadow is a god, and if part of his powers are controlling the weather. That's much more of an old school thing to me,
3: yeah, yeah, that's true, though maybe he's the god of like skeptical online comments
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the uh god of climate change denial, you I mean, that would be awesome <laughs> I'm sure you'd be pretty <laughs> pissed to find out that he was a god, and he was like wasting time in jail mm. uh, <laughs> all right
0: this is uh, this is more of a comment. I mentioned this one earlier on. Cheeto says, could you pass along to Alex to ease up on the spoilers? Cheeto. No. Yes. Well, Alex,
2: ease up on the spoilers. Okay. Alex, ease the fuck up.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, fine. I will. And uh, Shadow is the god of death. Okay, let's move on. Oh. So, no, he's not Uh, yeah. That's Anubis, as we learned. Yes, that was Anubis. Um, Okay, wait. Give me one second here to open this up. Can
2: I ask you guys a question? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think the cat was a god?
3: The The shaved cat?
2: Yeah, the cat that pushed her, like the cat knew she was going to die. The cat pushed her into the doorway. It uh, seems like that cat was not just a cat. No, well, cats are shitty like that, though. You ever had a cat? Uh, not I've never had a cat, but I've you know hung out with cats. You've hung out with
3: cats?
0: Yeah, like girlfriends
2: Socially? or friends have had cats. Oh, okay. Well,
0: I thought you were saying some of your girlfriends have been cats. Which they might be gods then, because as we already talked about, swans, uh, every time you have sex with a swan, it's secretly a god.
2: Every single time. Yeah. Alex, I'm a little worried about you because you've, now that I think about it, you've talked about going to the zoo a bunch of times. <laughs> and now I'm kind of putting things together and I'm getting really
0: worried. Yeah. Well, just to actually seriously answer your question no, I don't think the cat is the god, but cats are very vital in Egyptian mythology and a big part of it, and usually have more knowledge and sense of the world than even humans do. Uh, that's why— so you guys just watch that and we're like, yeah, it's just a cat. It's like a sidekick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a cat, but it's also in Egyptian mythology. I mean, you know that pharaohs were buried with their cats so the cats yeah. could protect them and usher them into the underworld. So that that's the role that the cat is playing there. A lot of different gods have pets. Some gods are pets. All right. Uh, this is our last question. This is over email. Matt Schofield says, uh, hey, guys, back in 2002. 2002- hey, Matt. <laughs> he can't hear you right now. Actually, maybe he can if he's listening, I guess. Back- but he's not going to be able to answer you. Well, I guess he could. He could hit you up on email. But you wouldn't. Well, okay, we'll figure it out later. Back in 2002. (laughs) What happened with that? I I had a mild stroke. Back in 2002 when the book was published, the possible outcome of a conflict between old gods and new gods was a little less certain. In the America of 2017, where technology clearly influenced the recent election, hacking, fake Facebook, uh, fake book, excuse me, Facebook, fake news, etc. don't we already know the outcome of the battle? In a world where everyone's constantly hunched over checking their phones, literally bowing their heads to technology, haven't Technical Boy and media already won? How do you think Fuller and the writers of the show will reframe the central conflict of the novel to fit our modern technology-driven society? Hopefully you can address this on a future podcast. Thanks, a big fan of From the Days of the Stack, Matt Schofield yeah yeah uh, old thanks, school. Matt. love and it really good question. uh, what do you guys think about that? What is your take on it?
3: Uh, I think that's a great question um and I agree i think um the the difference in uh in technology and our sort of engagement with it as Americans is is huge like we're way there's no way we'd even look up from worshiping um our cell phones to notice if some dude was making it snow or whatever so yeah. yeah, I think I think that'll be I feel like they probably won't address it, at least not this season. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're trying to get the story out, but that's such a cool
2: idea. I think uh, Matt's right. I mean, I hope that they do uh, update the the book to this bigger kind of question, because it was part of the reason I felt like Lucille Ball was so cocky about it. She was like, join the winning side. Like I run shit. Your old god doesn't even know what's going on anymore. Like you should join the winning team. Uh, so I, I hope there's more of that going along the way because uh, Matt's right. I mean, we are slaves to technology, and the, uh, and I think that that it should be more of a driving force uh, in the in the storyline if they're smart about updating the material.
3: I want to see the battle between old media and new media, where you have like oh, yeah. Lucille Ball taking on like a Snapchat filter, mm-hmm. and then there's a fucking web series in there, like dicing it up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so it's like kind of Anchorman styles, where it's like everybody meets and has like a giant. Exactly, button. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like
3: Snapchat's there. Yeah. There's like uh, Twitter's there, and Twitter's yeah. like, am I old or am I new? And nobody knows, so Twitter just like <laughs> chills and gets high. My MySpace, Facebook.
0: MySpace yeah, is my, dead in the corner. Oh, yeah, man. sweet. Uh, I I agree with you guys. I do. There's. A, I have a hope that they'll address what Matt is talking about. I think. That would make a lot of sense. But I also think there's reasons they could come up with excuses why they don't do that. Uh, Some of those, like the majority of uh, America doesn't use Twitter. I think it's something like uh, 19 million users or 17% of America is on Twitter something like that, which is not is a lot of people, but it's not huge. I mean, the, the amount that we think it is impacting things is not as great as its actual impact. The other thing is you could say that America is a lot more than technology. And if you're looking at the span of America and the literal space of America, there's plenty of places where there's no cell service and it's just fields and it's mountains and it's the natural beauty and natural wonder of the place. Or where the old traditions are held on to. And then also because it's a TV show, you could probably argue, well, we want magic to win over technology. Because magic is, I, this just sounds stupid, it's magic. You know, it's it's You're beautiful right, and wonderful and mysterious, and technology is something we can grasp and understand. And every single story that is about the war between technology and magic magic ultimately wins right well i though i would argue alex it's not about technology
3: versus magic it's about what we worship mm-hmm. and yeah. in all all of history up until the last you know couple hundred years maybe we did worship things like imaginary gods that people used to explain the world and now we have Technology and media that explains our world to us, like we get the yep. news through uh, uh, cable news or Twitter yeah. or however you do it, and so you—that's your oracle. That's what you worship. Mm-hmm. So I think the point of the show is like: be careful what you, what you worship or who you worship. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think there's stuff uh, again. Sorry, Cheeto, I won't actually spoil anything, but there is stuff coming that will shed new light on this, though it might be a long time coming from now. Um, But yeah, I do think it's an interesting question. I do hope that there are more updatings coming because things like, like we talked about with this episode, the con doesn't quite work in modern day. So as, as they hit stuff like that, I hope they hit it appropriately and explore it appropriately, which I think they will. Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. That is it for this episode of American Godcast. If you'd like to support this podcast and other podcasts that we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Plenty of fun prizes. We'll read your name on podcasts, send you some gifts, Uh, just, you know, really, really con you, stuff like that. What else (laughs) do we want to plug, Pete? Well, we got to pick our God. Oh, right. Oh, we totally skipped by that. I'm so sorry. Uh, God of the episode, Justin.
3: Uh let's see. I mean uh we had uh Chernobyl still. We had a couple sister we uh two sisters, two of the three sisters. We got the gin. Uh we got Mr. Wednesday. We got a lot. Um I'm gonna and uh, Anubis as well, uh from the top. All right. Uh, I uh I'm gonna go with the gin. Yeah? Wow, what's that? Yeah. Uh yeah. Cause uh, that dude's just trying to get through his day, and he gets a uh, uh, he gets to
2: change bodies, making it happen. Sweet huh. Pete, what about you? Down to earth, God. The uh, the flaming eyes thing really reminded me of a coup from Samurai Jack. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, the. I really liked the the death god there, who kind of like walked the. Uh, amazing cook cook lady to the kind of uh through the trials and then the price is right pick a door type of thing Mm. so anubis yeah i guess
3: i don't know i like that anubis let the lady fix her clothes before he took her up to the yeah
2: i thought that was very sweet i loved how patient he was and let her come to grips with things let
3: Uh, me ask you let, let me ask you pete if since you love him so much do you think he chose the right door for her
2: yeah, that's why I was going to ask you guys. If you were given that choice, what would you do? Would you pick a door on your own or would you ask him? I would have, because I don't know anything, I would have definitely tried to get some information out of him uh, uh, before I, I made my choice. I wouldn't choice. have picked a door. No. no just, well, you have to. You have to pick a door. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, No, you, I mean, that's literally all there is is doors.
3: I would have said, can I be another cat? So you have two cats. <laughs> I don't think that was an option. Well, he could, she could have asked.
2: Wait, let me ask you. My question to you was: Would you have picked a door on your own or tried to, uh, you know, ask for some help like she did?
3: Well, I would have smelled the door to see if there's a weird smell first off,
2: or uh, touch the handle, like touch the handle, jiggle the the knob.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, But I, I did want to say the cat seemed like it pushed her through in sort of a not nice way. Yeah, it was a heavy push. I'm suspicious of that door choice. Yeah, me too
2: cuz also it was kind of like red and black behind her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the middle door, obvious. Which uh oh, when you guys you?
0: Wait, when you guys were watching the scene, did you mentally choose a door in your head? Uh I did. I chose the uh
2: the middle left door. Okay. Oh wow. What about you, Pete? Uh, I, ch- uh, well, I would have asked for help, but I was leaning to the far right door. Mm. Mm-hmm. I I chose the middle door like a sucker.
0: You oh. idiot. I know, but that was my mm-hmm. instinct. That was my gut instinct and she chose it and he chose it for also, her. It
2: was weird. There was four doors, right? Not the five. normal.
0: It was five. five. Oh, Not okay. the normal five doors. Is that what you were about Three. to say? Oh, when, normal, when like,
3: you, oh, when you were on your way to ch- going to heaven, Pete, how many doors were there?
2: There was
0: three doors. There was three doors. Yeah. Not a lot of people We're know
2: three this. three doors down.
0: Yeah. <laughs> three doors down. Not a lot of people know this, but uh, Pete is the little boy who died and went to heaven and came back and told us it was a real place.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I can't believe we don't talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, we never bring that up. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Zelvin? What's your favorite god in this episode?
0: Oh, I'm going to say the djinn because he just had a really nice cock. Oh man, classic Zalman.
2: Yeah, I really liked the uh, the leprechaun episode. Yeah, yeah, they were. All, listen,
0: they're all great. Uh, the Jin scene I just thought was very, very good, and I I loved that story in the book. It's actually much expanded from what happened on the show, but um, the design of him, the way the fla- eyes were flaming, was awesome and. It was just such a heartfelt scene overall. It was great.
3: It was like a little short story in the middle of
0: this episode. Exactly. Cool. All right, uh, let's get back to where we were before. Check out our
2: Patreon. Pete, what do you want to plug? Brenda's on Facebook so you get to know about the upcoming guests we have on our show. Pause on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com
0: for all of our podcasts and way more cool stuff. And before we go, remember, gods are real. Worship Worship (laughs) us. Let us drive your cabs.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.